The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This is a me problem. This is not a them problem. Like I'm being triggered right now because I have irrational fears because of traumatic past experiences. I think the first thing is understanding that that's what it is and that it's your responsibility to fix that, you know, because you it's irrational. You're not with like that asshole anymore. Or if you are and you're with a new asshole, you need to break up with them. (laughs) Hi, everybody. It's Kat Sadler. And this is It Sure Is a Beautiful Day. I've spent decades in TV broadcasting and conducted hundreds, if not thousands, of interviews in the span of my career. And on this show, the conversations continue. My goal is that every episode feels entirely brand new, but also like coming home. Let's get into it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. So glad you were here this week. Happy holidays. Hope you are enjoying all the fun, all the festivities, all of the fanfare this time of year. I also just want to take a moment to say it's okay if you're not. You know, the more I'm on social and the more I'm connecting with people right now, I just, it's such a reminder that this can be a really difficult time of year for people. And if that's you, I am just sending you the biggest virtual hug and I want you to know that you are not alone. You know, we keep hearing, you know, joy, peace, love, joyous times. It's not always like that this time of year. It can be unsettling. You know, finances can be an issue. Not being with loved ones can be hurtful. Being with the wrong family members can be a struggle. I just want to let you know that I see you and January's going to be here before we know it. We're going to have a brand new fresh start. So you just hang tight, hang in there, feel your feelings, but know that, you know what, this is is normal. This is normal for not just you, but for a lot of us, me included. You may have seen a couple tears of mine on social media the other day. So anyway, on with the show, because I've got a great one for you. It's kind of like a Colpo Christmas around here, y'all. Ah, beauty Olivia Colpo is on the show today. I'm in conversation with her about so many things. Man, I love her. She's so refreshing because she's so incredibly open when she talks. And I think you'll hear that when you listen to this interview. She's talking about, wow, her new reality show on TLC. It's called The Colpo Sisters. Season one just ended. If you missed it, you can go back and binge the whole thing. Why she wanted to do reality television with her family. Um, She talks about her boyfriend, NFL star Christian McCaffrey, how they're doing four years in, and honestly, in this really healthy, happy time in her life, how she manages those triggers today from all those past relationships that were traumatic, honestly, or these cheating assholes that we both talk about, kind of recovering from that and learning how to feel safe and secure in your current relationship. I was pretty surprised she even said that she follows Christian's location on her phone. She can always see where he is. And for her, that makes her feel safe. And she's good with that and why that gives her the comfort that she needs. So pretty cool there. And on a pretty major note, Olivia has announced that she's going to freeze her eggs so that she can have kids down the line. Why did she choose this? How is she feeling about it? We talk all about it. So 
Before I let you go, I want to tell you what I want for Christmas. I want you to leave a review. <laughs> My only wish for Christmas, you guys, is please go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review of the show. Let us know what you think. It will literally take two seconds. Just like even hit pause, go do it real quick and come back because this episode will be here for you. And I also wanted to let you know we're on TikTok. Well, I'm on TikTok, but all the clips from this show, the video elements, the highlights, all on TikTok now. I did it, y'all. Let me know what you think. Always hit me up on social and I'm going to get out of the way now. Enjoy my conversation with reality TV star, digital influencer, entrepreneur, model, former Miss Universe, Olivia Colpo. And let me just start by saying it is so wonderful to be in conversation with you because we have, of course, over the years, had the chance to chat or be in an interview setting, but it's so nice to see you in the flesh. So welcome to It Sure Is A Beautiful Day. I know. Thank you so much for having me. I know we really do go way back. And then there was the whole vortex of COVID. So I have not seen you in so long, that little blip that happened. <sighs> well, I don't leave the house anymore. So that's probably why you haven't seen me. And you're all over the world. For you. I would like to enter my don't leave the house era. Is that possible? <laughs> Well, yes, although all the cameras just might have to come to you. But no, that's why I'm like <laughs> always in sweats. I'm still in that COVID sweats and sneakers thing. And so I look at your your shares and I look at your Instagram and I'm like so inspired always by your fashion, of course. But you are doing it, girl. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I am in sweatpants right now. So we are one in the same. I always like to start by actually asking people the question, how are you? But like, really, how are you? I feel, well, to be honest with you, yesterday, Christian had a great game. So I'm very happy. They won 35 to seven against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was pretty nuts. So in that respect, I'm in a great mood today because that could, game was unbelievable. But overall, with the holidays coming up, I'm really excited to see my family. We just finished our show. That was really that was really scary. But I think overall, I'm proud of myself for going there. Just been really trying to stay inspired. And that's the only thing that kind of keeps me ever, you know, feeling, I guess, almost distracted in a good way in a productive way, in a creative way, makes me feel like I'm actually living my life. So I've been inspired lately by TikTok, which is so ridiculous, but I've been having a lot of fun with that. But I think I, I feel like the holidays can be really tough for people. It's a very overwhelming time. So I'm always very conscientious of that. And that definitely makes me sad because you really never know how people are handling this time of year in particular. So I think more than ever, it's important to check on people. And that gives me a little bit of anxiety. Well, you literally just touched on about seven topics that I wanted to get to during this conversation because you talked about, you know, (laughs) really, you talked about the show being scary. I I know that's you talked about the show being scary. You talk about the holidays can be like really triggering for people. And sometimes like you got to check on the people you love. Like mental health is such an important issue. And especially this time of year. I mean, there's all the things you talked about your boyfriend. So let's start with the show, though. Congratulations for everybody listening who doesn't know you from the show. Olivia and her sisters. They all have the Culpo sisters on TLC. You just wrapped your first season. So you use the word scary because, you know, I think people, it's very easy for people to watch TV or watch, you know, reality shows and be like, 
you know, sit on the couch and talk shit and be so critical. To put yourself out there like that is a really vulnerable decision to make. So I'm just even curious how you decided that this was going to be something you and your family really wanted to do. Like, how did you get to that decision that we're going to do this? We're going to put ourselves out there and see what happens. I feel like there's nobody that I would rather have done this than with my family. I feel like when you are so insulated by one another, there's really no rock bottom because the worst case scenario isn't really ever a worst case scenario because we know we would always have each other. I think the toughest part for me was my relationships outside of my family, like my boyfriend and my boyfriend's privacy and respecting his comfort levels and things like that. I feel like I've always maintained that, you know, it's like the man in the arena quote, Teddy Roosevelt's like the man in the arena, like you've got to put yourself out there. You've got to understand that if you can't handle the heat, you've got to get out of the kitchen. Like I chose this career a long time ago and I, and I've gotten to where I am by taking risks. I wouldn't be where I am if I had played it safe. So I felt like in that respect, it was exciting. And it felt, it felt like the right thing to do because that's what I've always tried very hard to do. It was more just respecting the other people that I really care about who are now in my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know you were an executive producer on the show. Was there anything that you had like a hard line in the sand about though? I mean, obviously you want to respect, like you said, there's relationships and you, you know, you want to be careful with it, but like, was there anything you would not do or it was completely off limits or were you guys just whoo, let it all hang out? Nothing was off limits, but for like, I'm trying to think of what firm lines were in the sand. That's a very good question. My sister was obviously very conscientious of her children. That was something that she wanted to make sure was very protected. So that was, and they were very cool about that. But I have to say as executive producer, we did not have any editing rights. Like we weren't even allowed to see anything. I think that it's just something we fought for because we wanted to eventually, hopefully be able to get to that place. But when everybody saw the show on Monday nights, that was our first time seeing it too, which was scary. Yeah. Oh, that is scary. Now now see the crazy Virgo in me. Like, I think that's why I could never ever do reality because I'm so like hypercritical of myself. That's like really brave. But then when you do it, you're really proud, you know, and you would be, you, you would be proud. I feel like when I really sat back and thought about it and, you know, there were people in my, in my life that I did have to kind of explain to them, like, this is what I'm doing. And I I need your support, you know, because not everybody's going to, going to jump at the idea because of, of your fear, exactly what you're saying, like not having that control. When I really sat down and looked at it, it's like, when I went out to do Miss Rhode Island, when I was 18 years old, everybody in my life was making fun of me. They all thought it was so lame. Like, what are you doing? You're not in pageants. You didn't, you didn't grow up in pageants. Like, who do you think you are? It wasn't until I won Miss Universe that everybody in my life was like, oh my God, that's so cool. And then like the same thing with Instagram, like I was taking pictures at the airport and people were making fun of me. And it's like, it wasn't until I accumulated like all this great group of people until then they thought it was cool, you know? Yes. The beginning of everything that I ever did was, was not cool. It wasn't glamorous. It was like, it was probably very cringy to people. I know it was, because that was the feedback I got. And then all of a sudden influencers were cool. And oh my gosh, their influencers have this and that. And it's like, that was not always the case. And the same thing with the beginning of like my pageant journey, I guess you could say, or, you know, I just thought it was like a door that could open or like a means to an end for me. It wasn't like, oh, I want to be a pageant girl, but it was just the only opportunity I saw in front of me that I was going to take advantage of. And if I had listened to people who had said, don't do it, 
I would not be where I am. Hey, you guys, how's your hair doing? This time of year with the drier weather, the colder temps, I don't know about you, but my hair is feeling extra nasty, a little bit damaged. Well, good news is here because K18 is bringing you the future of hair care with their leave-in molecular repair hair mask that reverses damage in just four minutes. Now, unlike most products that just cover up damage, essentially, this is clinically proven break through science that repairs damage from all that bleach and color, from chemical services, from heat on our hair, from weather on our hair, all of it. The secret is their patented K18 peptide that was born after 10 years of complex bioscience research to restore strength and elasticity in the innermost layers of your hair. I know there are so many hair masks on the market. This is hands down my favorite. I've been using it all fall and now winter. I carry it in my yoga bag. I've got it on my vanity. And again, all of this in just four minutes. You don't have to spend mounds of time trying to treat your hair. Bring your hair into the future with K-18 Molecular Repair, available now at Sephora and Sephora.com. Again, K-18's easy leave-in formula fits in any routine. You can repair daily damage with less stress, less frustration, and unlock new levels of self-expression. Bring your hair into the future with K-18 Molecular Repair, available now at Sephora and Sephora.com. Are you looking for some good, clean positivity? Good, me neither. I'm Maddie Murphy, and I host The Bad Broadcast, a weekly comedy podcast dedicated to talking about everything we love to hate. I searched my whole life to find my passion. Little did I know I had been practicing my true talent every single day, complaining. Join me every Monday wherever you listen to podcasts, and be sure to follow me on Instagram, at The Bad Broadcast, to answer our weekly questions and for a chance to be featured on the show. See you there. Where do you think that comes from? That is so aspirational, I think, for a lot of the females that listen who, you know, sometimes we're like in the totally other headspace. We're like always listening to what people think or we're always afraid to go against the grain or maybe we're not taking the risks we want to take to like move our life forward. It sounds kind of like that was how you were wired. Is that true? Or did you like kind of become that as you grew into being a young woman? It's that's such a good question. And I feel like, yeah. I do want anybody listening to this to try to tap into that because if the voice outside is of yourself is louder than the voice inside yourself, you're never going to take those risks. You're never going to like risk it for the biscuit, as they say, like you're never going to tap into that unknown possibility because you're not living life in terms of what you can do. Like you're living your life in terms of what other people see fit for you. And that's playing it way too safe. Mm. So you have to work on it. I've always felt like I've had to really work at that. And I do give a lot of credit to my family because I think like just growing up, I remember feeling so safe in my house and where I grew up and with my parents and they're so great and they're so grounding. But I think that just knowing that I will always have my family is always the thing that really pushes the like, catapults me because I know that I'll always have that. And I, and I also have always felt like that is the most important thing in my life and to me. So when that is your frame of mind, like nothing's really that scary because at least you have the thing that you 
hold on to and cherish the most in life, which I know sounds so cheesy, but my parents just did a really good job of always making this really safe space for us. And that's really what I think gave me the courage to do these weird things. (laughs) Oh man, that's so beautiful. So beautiful. And your parents speaking of, I mean, could they be any cuter? And I know you're hearing this all the time from the show is that they're just so cute. Everybody's in love with them. How have their lives changed since now they too are in the public eye as much as they have been recently? They're so funny. My dad texted me the other day and he's like, somebody recognized me in Target. (laughs) He's like getting recognized in random places in Rhode Island. I feel like their lives more than anything have changed. My life, to be honest with you, I think I've been able, it's it's a great platform. It's been an incredible medium to to get to know people more and, you know, getting to see people all the time. Be like, oh, I love your show. It's it's so fun. And it's just another way to connect with people. But for my parents to be starting to starting to get recognized, I think for them, they're just like, they're getting such a kick out of it. They think it's absolutely ridiculous. They don't really know why or what's going on. And that's that is perfectly on brand for them. <laughs> it's perfectly on brand. That is so, so true. It's so endearing. Your fans of the show are wondering if it's coming back. What's the status? Will there be a season two? So what can you tell people listening about that? And if it comes back, anything that you want to do differently, will there be a shift, any tweaks, or are you just going to continue to let it play? I I hope there's a season two. We won't know until the new year. I would like to, in the second season, I think, we're going to push ourselves a little harder to be more open and to be more honest. I would also love to get more people in my life on the show. My boyfriend's family would be amazing. If you're watching this, Lisa, or listening to this, Lisa, his mom, she's like such a character. She would be so good. So people would just love her. So I would love to have her on it. I would obviously love to have Christian on it more, but TBD on that. And then I'm excited to see, I'm really proud of my sister, my older sister. I'm proud of both of my sisters, but I'm really proud of my older sister who's going through so much right now. She has two small kids going through a divorce. I I am so curious to see what her future holds and the person that will, you know, what, what those next steps will be for her. And I think other people out there who are probably in a very lonely and isolated position like she is will resonate with somebody, you know, trying to figure out their life start over in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. It's a move. She has to, hopefully she'll find a new, I don't know who knows, mm-hmm. but there's a lot going on in her life. That's going to be very exciting to follow. Also, my two brothers are great. I would love to see more of them on the show and the restaurants. There's so much drama with the restaurants that we have in Rhode Island. That would be fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, there's endless storylines for sure. And plot twists to come. So let's, I want to talk about Christian a little bit because it's really nice. I mean, again, since I've like known you for a decade, it's so nice to see you so happy. I mean, you like, like ecstatically jump on here because you're like proud of him, you know, for his work and how he's doing in his career. And I love on the show seeing how he just appears to root for you so much and be so supportive and like, good luck, babe. Like, that's just so nice to see that reciprocation in that way. So I also, as someone who has been divorced and has been through toxic relationships and has been at the other end of cheating assholes like yourself, you know, the quote that people say is sometimes the hardest relationship you can ever be in is the healthy one after the bad one, because you find yourself like still 
getting triggered by old stuff or like, and you have to remember like you're with this quality human being who's treating you a certain way, but you can't help but let those past experiences creep in on occasion. So how has that been for you? Because you guys are obviously, you're what now almost four years together. And how has it just been a different experience for you? And how have you kind of put to bed some of those more traumatic experiences with? I know it's such a good question. There are triggers all the time. I think the first thing that I would say to anybody who can resonate with that story, you have to just know what that is when it comes up. Be like, okay, this is a me problem. This is not a them problem. Like I'm being triggered right now because I have irrational fears because of traumatic past experiences. I think the first thing is understanding that that's what it is and that it's your responsibility to fix that, you know, because you, it's irrational. You're not with like that asshole anymore. Or if you are and you're with a new asshole, you need to break up with them. <laughs> but I would say for me, it's more it's like the more you know about yourself, the easier it is to navigate. Just think, oh, okay, this is a me problem. I need to work on this. But there are definitely like little things that help because he's such a great guy that I have him do that help me. Like I like when I can always see his location. <laughs> I sound like a stalker, but like, I like seeing his location because I've had past experiences where I would think that somebody is somewhere. I mean, it's so stupid that I would even still need that. Like clearly I still need, I still have a little bit of work to do. And if he were to take it off, I wouldn't care. I trust him. I trust him no matter what. He's the most trustworthy person I know, to be honest with you. It's like creepy how the moral compass of this man, but you have to be open and honest with your partner about maybe those triggers. And also you have to find ways that will you can keep those triggers under control. Otherwise you're going to sabotage your new relationship. Well, how do you do that? Like, I mean, it, because it sounds great in theory, like check yourself oh, and yeah. be honest and, and open. But like, how do you kind of talk yourself off the ledge? Is it just getting more reassurance from him? Like you're saying, cause he's so great and it makes you feel safe. Or do you have any like thing that you go through or like a method that helps you feel better in, in your body in those moments? Yeah. That's such a good question. Okay. Well, I think it depends on my specific experience was I was just, I mean, I was just habitually cheated on like, and it was one of those things where it's like, you're like up all night, like with just knots in your stomach because they don't call you back. Mm -hmm. They're, they're not on their phone and they're cheating on you. And like, you know it. And then you're mm -hmm. just like, Oh, like my night is ruined again. So for me, what I've had to do with like a lot through a lot of therapy is just always remember like, Always remember that at the end of the day, all you can really depend on is yourself. And so I have a mantra that I say, which is I am safe and secure within myself. And saying that over and over again has gives me a lot of strength. And that's what I, I resorted to in like my past really toxic relationships. That's what I resort to like now when I'm triggered, just remembering that the person that you need to develop and put your energy toward in those situations, whether you're being cheated on or whether you're being triggered, it's like, you need to, you need to rely on yourself. And at the end of the day, that should be enough. And that attitude not only helps with triggering past, but it also helps with a healthy relationship because the better you are in yourself, the better you are for your partner, the better your relationship is. So overall, it's a good, it's a good mantra to have regardless. And it, it works for me. Oh, I love that. I think that's really wonderful advice. And I think that's going to help people. I am safe and secure within myself. Mm, I love that. It doesn't hurt to have the most adorable dog on your lap, which remind me your dog's name. Why am I blanking on your dog's name? It's Oliver. I'm just holding him here because he's going to just bark and we don't want that. <laughs> this is not about you. Well, 
Oliver is helping me transition into the motherhood conversation because oh. because I'm watching and you're holding him and he's like kind of like fidgeting. I'm, I'm thinking like you are in fact a mother to your dog as we all are to our dogs. I have three. But the conversation comes up a lot about, and you were in the press recently speaking about how annoying it is to always be talking about, you know, you're like on this pressure cooker of timing and your age and will you or won't you have children? You also announced that you are going to officially freeze your eggs. Is this true? I am. Uh-huh. I am. So how did you come to that decision? I was so excited when I realized that that was an option. It, it's so funny. It just had never occurred to me. And I was so worried and feeling like I had this looming timeline and it's the story. It's the same story, different day, different girl, you know, like we're always waiting because we need the guy, we need the ring. We need the, you know, not always, but you know, you do need something to have a baby, which is a guy or <laughs> something. Yeah, or a donor, something. And like, you know, we're always, waiting. And I felt like, you know what, this is going to be the most empowering decision I will ever be able to make. And it's such a privilege to be able to do that. I would love to find more ways to make it more accessible for women because that is the future. I don't think it's fair that women have to plan their life. I I wish that women had the ability to plan their life and according to their own timeline. You know, I, I think for some people, it just doesn't work out with the person that they're with when they're dating them in their late 30s. And then they don't have the options that they would if they were in their 20s because their their eggs are not as they're not as fertile. So wouldn't that be amazing if there was more accessibility? It definitely, it was such a relief to me when I when I realized that that was actually an option. Like, no, yeah. I, I don't know why it had never occurred to me as an option, but yeah. I'm very excited about that to be able to shift my perspective and thinking, oh, I can do this on, you know, I have the ability to do this myself. I love feeling like that. (laughs) Yes. It's empowering for sure. Have you started the process or do you have any trepidation about the process? I haven't started it yet. I've been waiting. Actually, my, my, one of my best friends just did it. So I, I was like, you do it first and I'll help you. And then I'll do it. And then you help me. And so she would just call me like crying, screaming, like. Oh, great. That's comforting, right? Yeah. Well, it's the, it's crazy what the hormones will do to you. Yeah. It's a complete shift in your body's chemical makeup. So that was interesting. And I learned a lot from that, but there's really nothing holding me back. I don't have any concern about anything other than getting it done. Yeah. Well, is there anything I should be scared about? I, I know that it makes you very emotional, but I feel like mm-hmm. at this point we're all, all of us women are used to that, right? It's like- I mean, I know it is, it is one more thing. I just, I think about too, you just sharing your story is so impactful. You did that with your endometriosis. And I know by coming forward and talking about your experience, like so many people felt less alone in their own challenges like that. I do feel like we as women, like how many things are there that we can like, one, go through just because we're women. I feel like we take on everything. But secondly, it's like, thank God for the community piece where, you know, you can share that with people and connect on that level and make others feel less alone in some of their own struggles. I know that's part of what compels you to share. 100%, especially with endometriosis and the bizarre symptoms that some people can have. It's like, I just, when I grew up and I had certain symptoms, I was embarrassed to say them to my doctor, like what? But I was also embarrassed to like 
asked my mom for a tampon. Like, why was there all of this weird taboo around periods? So like every opportunity that I have to talk about periods, 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 menstruation, like, you know, like I want to talk about it because I want women to be able to talk about it, not only to, you know, their friends and family and boyfriends and guy friends and everybody, but especially their healthcare provider. You want to be able to, you want to be able to tell your doctors what's going on with your periods. Like that's just bizarre that I had that fear, but it's because, you know, people who've been groomed, I, at least my generation. And I know for sure my parents' generation, Oh, don't talk about periods. Don't talk about that. It's like, Oh, okay. Not anymore. Periods. Periods. (laughs) I literally did a partnership with a, a company a while back called thinks. Have you heard of those? They're like literally like underwear that you can wear. That is almost like absorbs your blood. And I was like, this is so weird to talk about, but I did it anyway, because I was like, we should be talking about this stuff. You know, it's like, talk about it. Well, I want to play a little game with you, if you don't mind. Um, This is meant to be fun. It's kind of like a rapid fire game about the biggest this and that. Okay. And you just get to answer as quickly as you can. She's like, what is the biggest this game? that? Okay. Okay. So what is your biggest binge on TV right now? I am obsessed with the great British baking show. I'm a loser. <laughs> <laughs> you are not a loser. And I, the fact you can cook as well as you do on top of everything else, as well as you do. It's like annoying, Olivia watching you in the kitchen. It's like, like part <sighs> of the DNA. I don't know. I was just born like that. It's part of our, it's part of like what I was grown up to do. It's like, this is how you walk and this is how you make brownies. <laughs> what don't you do well? It's not on my, it's not part of the game, but I am curious. Like what's something you're bad at? I don't, if I were Christian, I would be worried about the athleticism. <laughs> 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 I mean, he's like an elite athlete. And if we are going to have kids or something, that's a lot of pressure for me. Like I can guarantee that they'll have some musical talent. Like I can't guarantee that they'll be that athletic. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. What is the biggest misconception about you? Biggest misconception. I don't think people know how goofy I am. They think I'm more like ice queen vibes, but I'm really, I'm really stupid. Well, okay. not stupid, but like goofy, dumb, you know, whatever. To follow that up as someone who has at least known you for 10 years, Ice Queen vibes not at all for me. In fact, it's quite the opposite. I feel like everyone I know who knows you has the similar thing to say about you. Maybe it's because we do know you, but it's like, how could someone be that beautiful and that nice, like, and that kind and that friendly? Uh-huh. You really, like, truly, like, I feel like that's your rep is that like, oh my God, she's like that stunningly beautiful and that nice of a person oh my god it's true you really are so nice oh my god no. thank you way too, way too kind your biggest professional accomplishment to date i was really proud of my company that i started more than a mask because we were able to provide so many meals during covid that was a very we partnered with color of change during blm we partnered with during covid we were able, were able to provide millions of meals so i was super proud of that I would say that's mm. number one. Mm. That's very Everything cool. else feels superficial. Mm. I love that answer. Biggest problem that you wish you could solve? Oh, I wish that I could solve so many problems. There's just so many problems. You know, I just, w- you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I wish that there was more gender equality in the entire world because I think that if there was, there would be greater achievement in all areas that need 
help, including world hunger, for example. Yes, yes. We know what's up. Yes, we do. Damn. Universal gender equality. Yes, if I could high five you, I would. Yes, best answer. (laughs) Okay, on the way other end of the spectrum, biggest closet, you, Aurora, or Sophia? I have the biggest closet. (laughs) I admit it. Yeah. I didn't want to assume, but I I figured as much. Your biggest wish for the holidays? Health and happiness of my friends and family. I just, I'm so appreciative that you did make the time in the middle of all of your world travels and all of the things that keep you so busy. And so it's so nice catching up with you. And I hope you have the best Christmas ever. Thank you. I hope you have the best Christmas ever and enjoy the rest of your day. Go take a cold shower. That will help (laughs) your your little old-fashioned wine hangover. Oh, my God. A cold shower, you think I would never know you're even remotely feeling any type of way, by the way. You look absolutely beautiful. Be well. I hope to see you soon in real life. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And a reminder, you can catch a brand new episode of It Sure Is a Beautiful Day every Tuesday. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And of course, I'd love to hear from you. So leave me a rating and leave me a review. Also, follow us on social media for all the behind the scenes action and more info. That's at I am Kat Sadler on Instagram and at ABD with Kat. Talk to you next Tuesday. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.